Canada is blessed with a whole bunch of sort of non-dilutive funding sources, but where we had really been losing to the Americans was on risk capital. Now we have a risk capital source uh, in Canada where we can uh, not just base these companies here, but be able to get them to market a lot faster. And I think through our model, by working inside the customer, we've been able to de-risk uh, the riskiest stage of the investment process to be able to generate superior returns and accelerate these technologies a lot faster. Hello and a warm collisions, YYC. Welcome to my guest today, Mr. Kevin Krauser. How you doing, Kevin? Mm. I'm doing well. Good to see you, Tyler. Absolutely. I feel like we've moved mountains to make this podcast happen. So thank you for fitting in because you got a lot on the go. So let's, let's, let's waste no time. Let's jump in the pitch elevator. What is Avatar Innovations? What's it all about? <laughs> if you haven't heard about it, we'll start at the, right at the ground floor and we'll work our way up to what you guys are doing today. <laughs> so uh, Avatar Innovations is a groundbreaking corporate innovation partner that works inside oil and gas to unlock energy transition solutions for commercialization and scale. There's sort of three... Uh, uh, legs to the Avatar stool. The first is Avatar Ignite, which is an energy transition and entrepreneurship curriculum where um, hundreds of uh, leaders inside the energy industry race across a 12-week program where they find uh, technologies inside the oil and gas industry that can contribute to the energy transition. So think carbon capture, hydrogen, sustainable fuels, um, and uh, at the end of that program, they get a chance to pitch their concepts uh, to an executive shark tank of industry leaders. Um, and then that's the second stage of, or the second leg of the Avatar stool, uh, which is Avatar Studios, which is a venture studio where uh, they get a little bit of, uh, or corporates have a chance of selecting the technologies of most interest to them for priority development. They'll get a little bit of uh, seed capital. And with our partnerships with the University of Calgary and SAIT, uh, they go and prototype it. Um, and then at the end of that 20 weeks, um, you know, should the technology work, um, because it was built inside the energy system, its pathway to market is a lot faster. And so that's the third leg of the stool, which is Avatar Ventures. Uh, and we were delighted this morning to uh, announce uh, the launch of Avatar Fund One uh, with a lead uh, investor of Synovus of $1 million. So we'll be able to start uh, placing some early stage investments into these technologies. Um, to give you an idea of the power of the model, one of the technologies generated from last year um, went from concept to commercial pilot in less than 12 months um, and now has a contract to deploy 210,000 units. So energy technologies have historically been measured in decades, not months. And by building it inside the energy system of today, we can get it to market um, a lot faster. Uh, we got seven, ye seven years uh, until our 2030 uh, emissions reductions commitments. Uh, we need to run a lot faster on technology, and the forum thus far has been able to prove uh, it can deliver. Amazing. I feel like you've given that elevator speech maybe once or twice before, if I was going to venture to guess. That was very, that was very well and very clearly articulated. As, as a marketing and comms guy, that was very well done, sir. You get, you get five stars. How many cohorts? How many cohorts have you run through the Ignite? Just to give uh, it a, a, so this we opened up registrations today, uh, which will be our third cohort. So nice. we've had uh, in the past two years two cohorts run through. Uh, we've had generated seventeen hundred applications to participate in the last two years. Uh, we've had six hundred and forty four people run through the program, and we've generated thirty technologies. Um, that have been uh, sponsored by industry um, for priority development, uh, two of which are actually finalists in Elon Musk's $100 million carbon removal X Prize. 
um, and we're starting to get some of those first technologies uh, to market. So this uh, program, uh, which starts February 10th, registrations are open now online at avatarinnovations.energy, will be the most refined yet. Uh, And we're adding uh, some key cool new partners, some cool new curriculum, uh, and expanding to Houston. Oh, fantastic. So because this has been Western Canadian based, fundamentally, you guys are in Calgary. Have most of your partners that have been involved from the like, is it been pretty re- restricted to Alberta, Southern Alberta, or even just Calgary? Well, you know, <laughs> the last two years, there's been a lot of pandemic restrictions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we've had to uh, <laughs> do a lot that, virtually. You said there was, so what you're saying is there was extenuating circumstances. <laughs> <laughs> so it was technically was a, was was Calgary based. And, okay. you know, having started in Canada, we're, you know, have our big supporters and, and founding partners of uh, Synovus, uh, TC Energy, Suncor, and Enbridge, um, you know, they've got a lot of an employee presence in Calgary. But we've had participants from uh, across Canada. The Houston edition is will be uh, offering some in-person components uh, now uh, in Houston as well as our core offering in Calgary. And we'll be connecting the centers uh, that we'll have in Houston and Calgary virtually uh, for a blended experience to create sort of a north-south uh, digital pipeline on um, emerging energy technologies. Oh, that's hot. Now, I, knew, I knew you had some things brewing. I knew this was going to be a good call today. Hey, take us back a little bit, you know, two years, just like I'm creeping on your LinkedIn, November 2020. You go out there, maybe even before that, around that time, and you start talking to the Synovuses and the TCs of the world. And you go, hey, guys, I've got an idea, and I need you to get behind it. How was that met? What was that initial? Because everybody loves to jump on board once the idea started to prove out a bit. But talk <laughs> just a little bit about the early days. Did you get some Did you get some, some blank stairs and some closed doors, or did you get some open? Now, we don't need to name names, but you know, I, it's easy to look at it now and everyone's like, oh, it's proven. It's less risky. I'm going to get involved. What was that like two and a half years ago? You know, uh, two and a half years ago, if you actually rewind, uh, you know, we were in negative oil. Uh, we were all locked, locked <laughs> yes, inside we yeah, totally. of our houses. And, um, you know, the financial markets um, had frankly turned their back on the oil and gas sector. Yeah. Um, you know, the conversations and my business partner, uh, Brian Trudell, who was then running uh, CIBC Capital Markets Energy Desk, um, was like, why don't we work with the oil and gas industry to try and reduce emissions? And a lot of the feedback we were getting was like, what? Why? Like, oil and gas is over. No, you're crazy. Um, so yes, there was- it's, it's done. Roll up the carpets. Like, yeah. yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> the, and, the, the, the reports of our, of our death was greatly overstated. <laughs> so there was, there was that sort of broader sort of, you know, thread that was happening, I'd say, in the investment community. But, you know, the reality is the, the you know, uh, our founding partners, um, Synovus, Suncor, TC, and Embry, yeah, it was a little bit of a gamble for them at, at the beginning, but they all sort of recognized um, the importance of us being able to work together in new ways. And no one had ever really tried the venture studio model with large corporates, especially in energy. Mm. Um, and the reality, the, the thing is, is everyone keeps trying to take the Silicon Valley model of innovation and put it on energy. And what we realize is not are we just not dealing with you know, zero molecules and electrons instead of zeros and ones. Um, you know, there's hard technology development, capital intensive development um, that needs to happen on these on these initiatives. And how can we carve out competitive advantage for um, you know the large energy industry and the multi trillions of dollars of infrastructure that does exist to be able to reduce our emissions? And so, yeah, when we first tried it, there was. Um, it's certainly a little bit of a, of a, of a gamble, but, um, generally speaking, you know, we've all four of our founding partners have, uh, expanded 
dramatically their uh, presence and partnerships in Avatar, uh, with Sidovis really taking a huge leadership per, per, uh, leadership position in the industry today by uh, committing uh, to lead uh, Avatar Fund One. Um, now we're now it's now it sort of seems logical, but at first. Um, you de- we definitely, we definitely did have some tailwinds, but I think it speaks to the entrepreneurial spirit of, of the energy sector to be able to ch- tackle the biggest challenges of our time. You said something in, in that thread that I really loved. I've, like, when I first started doing this podcast three, four years ago, there was so much like, oh, we're going to be the Waterloo or we're going to be the Silicon Valley of the North. And what I'm hearing you say is like, no, 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 we had to become our version of what we were going to become. And we had to take into consideration that it's not zeros and ones, it's different. And it is capital intensive. And we, we build big things here. So let's, let's back into or lean into that versus trying to be someone else because they've already nailed being them. We don't, we're not going to do that. And I, I love how that thread is pulled through. And I think think i agree calgary starting to find a little bit more of its own identity of like this is how we're going to do it because we have unique attributes that silicon valley doesn't have just as a simple lack of better comparison yeah you know i think there's fantastic stuff happening in the the calgary tech community and the Mm -hmm. diversification is nothing but inspiring to sort of watch um but it's how the energy industry plays in the energy evolution calgary is never going to be the next silicon valley but we can become the next silicon valley of carbon um you know the decarbonization of energy is going to be a multi-decade multi-trillion dollar investment theme um how can we leverage what the skills and the competencies and the talent we have in the city to first of all responsibly deliver energy in in now is to a world that desperately needs it but also invest in the technologies that are going to be able to get us to a net zero 2050 which is where the world's going. And so how can we carve out, I think, a lane as a global capital on um, energy technology, energy transition? Um, This is something we can win at, and it's uh, incredible to see um, the leadership position we're, we're taking, you know, this morning I had people flying up from Houston, uh, to figure out, uh, what, what is this thing, uh, called avatar that they're working on? Um, and <laughs> what, so, what is an avatar? Isn't that, a, isn't that, is that movie coming out in a few weeks? <laughs> Sorry, that that's too easy of a joke. <laughs> uh, I don't, I don't mind the brand association, but actually, uh, avatar <laughs> totally, yeah, yeah. is, uh, the, is soon to be one of the biggest movies in the world. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, it actually, we, interestingly enough, we've, uh, we've been in communication now. With them as well, and they're actually pretty excited about. about oh, our, interesting! About oh, I didn't our, think you were going to say our, that back our, to that comment. Our, our platform, yes, actually, uh, one of the uh, stars of uh, the new uh, film. Uh, stay tuned. I will just say that that. Okay. Oh, oh well, we we almost. I feel like we almost pulled a thread out from you there, Kevin, on all the things that. Um, so, you, okay. So talk to me a little bit. So we've got the Ignite program. Hey, I don't have my numbers, but if I'm th- you had 1700 applicants, you had 644 people go through, you have 30 technologies actually moving. How does that level up compared to, I don't even know what I'm comparing it to, but like, that sounds like a pretty effective funnel in terms of its ability to bring people in, give them experiences, but at the same time, deliver on tangible outcomes, which sometimes can be a little bit hard to put your hands around in the early stages of a program like this. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, there's not really uh there's not there's one of the reasons we're actually going to houston is because a lot of our canadian-based partners who have presences in houston uh were finding such success with it so they went to houston Mm -hmm. and sort of scoured the market to find something like avatar and they couldn't and so we're really grateful that they're kind of holding our hand so we can do a new market entry so there's actually not a a parable or comparison and we see ourselves as you know very additive to 
um, you know, the existing energy innovation ecosystem with, you know, some of the great work that Plug and Play is doing and and Creative Destruction Lab as well. Um, and we see ourselves as a feeder system um, uh, to both those 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 great initiatives. But, you know, the pure, mm. pure KPIs that we're actually looking at, um, you know, is like we asked the participants last year of the 272 that went through it last year, um, 98% of them found this program valuable. Uh, which is an insane number in and of itself. Like, ni- 98%. Yeah, 98%. No. <laughs> yeah. like, when can you, you can't get 98% of people to agree that like ice cream is delicious. Um, <laughs> <laughs> in this day and age, not ever. <laughs> no, that's probably more like a 60% number. <laughs> um, but the, the number that was I found most, most uh, inspiring for the work that we're doing is that of the 272 participants that took went through the program last year, 81% said they'd like to re-enroll in 2023. Um, so I think there's probably no, uh, and it's not, it's, 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 it's not easy work. Um, and so I think that speaks to, um, where we're at. And now, obviously that we've, um, are, have had success in, in sort of raising our, our, our first fund, um, you know, the metrics we're going to start being able to, to track and monitor is not just new corporations incorporated, um, but emissions reduced, uh, capital raised, market value created. And so that's, I think, really where our focus hmm. is, is now that we have this sort of engine of value creation um, on, I think, the towering and defining challenge of our time, you know, delivering responsible energy while reaching net zero, um, you know, we can start using this to, you know, create, um, I think, some pretty incredible entrepreneurs for the city. I think we can start using it to be able to create real value. And um, and that's that's what we're singularly focused on um, here on in. Well, it's such a fantastic way for some of the large, you know, logos and, and brands that we all recognize. Oftentimes, innovating inside those cultures can be very challenging, and it's not a criticism, but the governance, the layers, what allows them to be the size of organizations they are sometimes is not great for leaning into innovation. So allowing them to pull out into almost a skunk's works kind of kind of environment with support and a curriculum, I like that word, they're not just thrown into a room and say, hey, solve a problem. I watched, you know, again, ringside seat for anyone who doesn't know, my wife went through the program. So I got to watch it from a participant's perspective and the calls that she was on and the people she got to talk to as they were working through their idea as a startup alone that's a huge leg up than just meeting with your friends for beers trying to figure out how you're going to change the world without any structure that's hard to do (laughs) yeah and it's you know the reality is is you know large energy companies are capital intensive safety critical and highly (laughs) regulated and you know my previous uh career I, i used to run an oil and gas drilling company and i know firsthand that you know, when something goes wrong, it can go really, ro- really wrong. Um, yeah. Sometimes people can, people can lose their lives, and the environment can be negatively impacted. And just too. and <laughs> and that's not something we can we can we can play around with as an industry. We have yeah. a fantastic safety performance as an industry. We can't we can't we have to stay focused on that. But so, yeah. how then do you create an environment inside where we have these very regimented structures for very very good reason? How can we create a sandbox, if you will, so that we can ideate proto type test in an environment where if something does go sideways the worst case scenario is everyone has a great development experience um you yes. know the, the, you learn you learn the best the worst <laughs> thing that happens is you learn yeah <laughs> totally um and so so that's i think one of the ways we've been able to um you know create a an, an innovation environment 
um, for uh, individuals inside these large organizations um, to really build their entrepreneurial skills, design thinking, um, you know, doing more with less. Um, it's, you know, it's a, it's a phenomenal development experience, at, you know, at minimum. And then when we do come up with a technology that, you know, is potentially transformative, we've got a warm receptacle and a warm partnership in place with these massive, massive energy companies that are capable of scaling it so they can get these technologies uh, to, to, to market. So, you know, uh, instead of, you know, the garage inventor who's convinced the energy industry needs a widget. And I use that, you know, very, very yep, favorably because yeah. I know how hard it is. But yep. it's how can we use the energy system of today to build the energy system of tomorrow? Um, and that to me is this is the place that we really try and play in on on, on building value in Calgary and, and so on. Yeah, so so and, you vo- and avoiding that chasm of death that can often happen for a good idea that you can't get adoption because no one was along the journey with you, and all of a sudden you've brought your baby out and it goes mm, no. But in this in this way and this partnership model, it's de-risking it also by bringing people into the tent with you sooner. Yes, and also providing a bit of a safety net as well too, so that mm-hmm. um, as you work on the technology development and there's all of the things you don't know that you don't know. And they can hurt you. That can be company killers as well, too. Um, yeah. You can get the technology up to a point where you've got a product market fit um, in a complex energy system as opposed to sort of, you know, uh, putting a second mortgage on your house uh, and then realizing a year down the road that there's a fundamental technology flaw <laughs> that is, is not gonna, is, that's not going to make it work. Um, under, this, under this environment, it creates... Uh, that entrepreneurial capacity and we can de-risk that the that entrepreneurial journey to the point that you know let's bake the technology up to a point um where we have a lot more confidence in it that it's going to be able to make markets before um you know rash decisions are made and so it builds that entrepreneurial capacity inside um the industry and i'd also say like you know not dating myself here but um (laughs) Um, you know, Canada's oil and gas industry used to have the most phenomenal startup ecosystem, frankly, anywhere in the world. We just called it juniors. And, you know, sort of in the 2000 to 2015, everyone knew somebody who had sort of started a junior, went and drilled 10 wells, sold it for a 10x multiple return, um, and really had an opportunity. And everyone saw that infectious enthusiasm and entrepreneurship that came with it in the 2015 price downturn um you know we did the the, you saw the collapse of the juniors and the producers themselves were so cash constrained they didn't have an opportunity to you know try a lot of innovative new things and so what i think avatar is also doing is really reigniting that entrepreneurial spirit that um the oil and gas industry has so well uh, be known for. We just we just lost you know seven or eight years um, in that innovation ecosystem. So I see us as really con- reconnecting with our roots in a lot of regards. It's just generally speaking, it's focused on emissions reduction. And now a message from one of our valued partners. Today's show is brought to you in partnership with International Justice Mission. Thank you to Philip Calvert and his team for the incredible work they do to bring awareness to the global problem of modern day slavery. I'm proud to share with my audience that I have formalized my relationship with IGMs for becoming one of their Canadian ambassadors. Why? Because I believe we can end slavery in our lifetime, and I want to use my platform to be part of that mission. 
For many of you, hearing that statement may be a rallying cry. For the rest, it may be a moment of, wait, what, slavery? Is that even a thing? For me, up to 12 to 18 months ago, it was the second. I did not even understand the problem or that it existed at the scale that it does. Currently, there are over 40 million people affected by modern-day slavery. 40 million people. After a chance meeting with Philip Calvert, National Director of Development for IGM Canada, my eyes were opened to the reality that poor people face the world over, a reality of violence that stops them from ever moving forward in their life. At first, this made me uncomfortable. Then it made me downright mad. But then it gave me hope. It is support of groups like IGM that will allow us to reach the goal of any slavery in our lifetime and give hope to people who may have none. I know this can be an uncomfortable conversation, and that is okay. That's why we're going to go on this journey together. Stay tuned as we host guests from IGM who will help educate us, as well as upcoming events that where we can meet the amazing people that make the work they do a reality. Please join me in supporting this incredible organization by visiting and donating to their cause at www.igm.ca. We will only succeed in any slavery in our lifetime if we work together to make a difference. Thank you for listening, and now back to today's good old-fashioned chat. I really appreciate the perspective of the roles that juniors played and the role that that played for creating... Uh, creating wealth, creating opportunities, creating the next project and how that, you know, basically they are got sucked out of that for that period of time that we all know is a very, the dark days of Calgary where you couldn't find a good, you know, news headline to save your soul. Uh, that's a really interesting. I like that perspective on thinking about that as where that, where the innovation went to die because of the, just the cycles we were in and there was just no money yeah. and everyone who was trying to survive wasn't innovating with new ideas. They were just trying to beat out costs. And, uh, and, and, you know, hold on for dear life as well too. Like if, you know, I, <laughs> yeah. You, Hoddle, you, yeah, yeah. you come down to the Energy Transition Center and you'll see, you know, hundreds of, you know, brilliant young engineers working for these large energy companies uh, and these, you know, visionary energy companies. Um, and it's starting to feel like uh, Silicon Valley. You know, we had the CEO of uh, a major uh, Asian technology company uh, come and travel here uh, about a month ago. And he met with a whole bunch of the people working through the program. And he was blown away. Um, he was like, you know, I've been trying to figure out how we can accelerate technologies in the energy transition. And I travel the world looking for these forums. And this is the smartest one um, I've ever seen. And so it's pretty cool to get that type of international recognition on something that we can actually truly claim as Calgary's own um, in, in the future of energy. I love that. So there's kind of a, a certain, you know, you had your two years of under the veil of COVID, whether you liked it or not. And now all of a sudden it's opening up and I know you were at COP27 and I know you've been out there around. So I think it's kind of exciting also as people have been forced to not be able to travel and find these new things. And all of a sudden you're there and it's, and it's, and it's baked. It's not just an, it's not an idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's, there's something, to, there's something to be said for that, right? Oh, you mean this is already up and running? Yes, it is. Absolutely. And we're three cohorts, three cohorts in. <laughs> I'm always trying to find silver linings. That's yes, my thing. yes, um, and, and and getting bigger and bolder with uh, with each one. <laughs> Yeah, I love it. So you guys are just, you're announcing literally today, this will probably come out in the next few days. So we're going to get this one turned around pretty quick. So you're hearing it as it's happening. You guys are opening up your, how many people are you expecting to enroll for 2023? Um, we're targeting, uh, we've had uh, 300 in the past, but I think we, um, our limiting factor is coaches. So I think we can probably get up to 400 this year. 
Oh, wow. Okay. And then everybody goes through the 12-week Ignite program, which you use Shark Tank, but basically like a dragon's den for anybody who hasn't. I've, I've been fortunate enough to witness it. It's very much a, like bring your idea, put it together, pitch it, and see if you can get interest. Like dragon's den, Shark Tank very much models that to, with coaches and people supporting you along the way, though, maybe a little bit of where that differs from the, the you know, the, the quote-unquote TV show version. Yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, it's uh, nobody walks out of the first check, first session with a with a, with a check. Uh, investment yeah. Doesn't totally. doesn't work like the TV. I don't think they do on the show either. They just make it look that way for good TV, <laughs> from what I've heard. Um, but it's but not not to make a direct. But comparison. it's also to an opportunity to pitch to industry experts and have meaningful conversations around refining the concept, refining the technology, finding the right product market fit. Um, and yeah, it's nothing short of inspiring watching um, you know hundreds of of passionate leaders in the future of energy um, pitch uh, a whole suite of a, a whole suite of ideas. We need more good ideas. But we also need to be able to kill bad ideas quickly. <laughs> yeah, 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 but yes. Those go, they leaves the, it doesn't leave the sunlight for the good ideas if the bad ideas are still, still growing. Um, how many? So 400, where would I, what would it go down to? I know it's not, I know it's not a specific formula, but typically at the end of, of Ignite, when, we move, when they move to studio, which is much more back to the drawing board, let's really go deep on our customer, our solution, all the things. What's, what do you typically see from that it's perspective? It's normally about a 25% acceptance rate uh, into, uh, okay. oh, into, okay, cool. uh, into the accelerator. So that is, um, uh, you know, the corporates have a chance and, you know, we've sold a number of... Uh, uh, pre-technology sponsorships with Suncor and Snovis and 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 TC Energy, uh, among others, where they'll have a chance to choose the technology they think is of most interest to them and has the most promise, and then they'll provide a mentor in the in the second stage of Avatar, um, where they can go and build it at SAFE and build out those you know technology development roadmaps to be able to get it to market uh, a lot faster. And at that point, are these are they companies yet, or are they still just are in the next version of the refinement and getting getting ready to maybe potentially incorporate or become an entity? Yeah, no, they're just the uh, teams uh, at that point. Uh, at the end of the second okay, phase, if they if they do decide that there's a you know product market fit, um, if there's a size of a market and there's an opportunity there, then Avatar will hand over the um, IP and the developed content into a new co. And the founders um, get to get to keep the equity in it. So we only incorporate uh, at the time that we think that there's a go at it. You know, we don't want to just create new co's uh, for the sake of creating uh, startups and no. new co's. We yeah. only want to do it if we think it has a, a high chance of success uh, to be able to 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 get to market. Um, you know, we're 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 that makes sense. Yeah. That, that makes sense. Not, not not creating paperwork for the sake of creating <laughs> yeah. paperwork. Um, you used to mention about the IP. I'm curious. So at that point that you, you, know, you use the terms hand over the IP, you get to the end of uh, the studio phase. They're like, okay, this is great. We're going to go for it. This idea has got legs. You're getting really good industry feedback. You've got some potentially interested partners. We'll get into the fund and how that works. But at this point, then Avatar has kind of had ownership over the IP, but now it actually goes to the, to the new Yeah, company. so what we say is Avatar is kind of the, the safe, safe third place for the developed content. So, you know, you'll have a whole suite mm. of inputs. You'll have a whole suite of individuals contributing. You'll be developing some experimental results, uh, you know, laying the foundation for IP. So Avatar is that sort of safe third space. And at the end of the two, first okay. two legs of the stool, you know, if there is a, you know, a product market fit if there's a, a good technology that needs to be able to go then we'll set up a new co the team members who've been working 
on it through that nine month journey, they got to own it. It's, you know, really important that they get to eat what they kill. Um, and that will be the launch of it. So you'll have a clean, um, a new code that will be started that will contain uh, mm -hmm. viable technology, uh, leadership team capable of driving it, and a customer in place. What a magical place to be for a startup. The word customer in place right there. That's the, that's, that's a TSN turning yeah. point. And so from a funding funding perspective, we've now got a new co. We've maybe got a potential partner that's ready to put some money in and then maybe have first rights or first opportunity with the technology. And now you've got this fund. So is, this is where it starts to me start to get really juicy and really interesting that now there's a funding source. There's a, there's a, there's a customer number one. There's a team in place. There's a vetted idea. Is th how's that part like in terms of the first two? They sound pretty baked. You've just added the fund. How much is that going to accelerate or shift the model now that you're? I got think them in place? a fair bit. Um, you know, the uh, in the last three months alone, I can list you four good startups from Calgary that are energy related that have left for the United States because they haven't been able to raise. Uh, a venture. Yeah. I hate those stories, Kevin. Uh, I hate those stories. We just changed that today, Tyler. <laughs> the only okay, reason, good. The only Excellent. Reason, I, don't drive our talent no, out of the city, no, please. No, don't and, do and, that. that's, and that's what I mean, is that Canada is blessed with a whole bunch of sort of non-dilutive funding sources, but where we had really been losing to the Americans was on risk capital. Now we have a risk capital source uh, in Canada where we can uh, not just base these companies here, but be able to get them to market a lot faster. And I think through our model, by working inside the customer, we've been able to de-risk uh, the riskiest stage of the investment process to be able to generate superior returns and accelerate these technologies a lot faster. So, um, yeah, we're pretty excited about um, the opportunity now of of um, of getting serious, of of bringing technology to market and uh, making a dent on emissions, building the leaders of of the future, um, and making sure Calgary stays as a capital of of both the energy industry as well as the energy transition. Uh, I appreciate. It. I'm 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 gung ho for that one. Um, talk to me a little bit about the fund. You said you you got fund one. You are these like seed are these two hundred fifty thousand dollars checks? I know it depends, but just give us a little bit of guardrails around the kind of activity. This yeah, the first see. seed will be uh, the first Avatar Fund One will be a three million dollar fund. As I mentioned, Sonovas just uh, okay. led the first investment, um, and uh, we're confident we can close the rest of the fund in in short order. Um, the investments that will be made will be made exclusively on avatar-generated companies. Um, so companies that yeah. have gone through the program uh, and the target check sizes will be between 250000 and 500000 Okay, which is often a really tough check to get at the stage because of the and high degree of risk. especially in the energy industry because, you know, the development cycle of mm. new technologies in the energy industry have been slower than tech. Uh, you know, the venture capital funds in Canada that, you know, do invest in their space, uh, their smallest checks investment size is $10 million. Um, you know, Evoke Innovations, which is like just such an amazing and awesome venture capital fund, they just, you know, raised a $300 million U.S. fund and their smallest check size is ten million. Ten million is is too little, uh, or is way too much. Sorry, for these types of um, th for these these stages of companies, it's too much runway. They won't pivot when they pivot. Um, you know, this was this was the this is the gap that was there, and we're really excited to, uh, to be filling it and and to have the support of the of the majors and Sonovas' leadership to get there. Yeah, that's exciting. And having having a name and having somebody come on board, and I've often heard, and I say this with respect, there's a lot bigger lineup to be second and third in Calgary than there often is to be first for these types of things. <laughs> and 
this I've heard said. I'm not naming names. I'm not being negative. Just saying it. Hey, you you and I had a quick chat a couple weeks ago. You were at COP27. You made a comment. I'm going to say it out there because it just caught me off guard. I've thought about it a couple of times since. Well, Tyler, they hate us a little bit less than last year. <laughs> when you're at, when, <laughs> Sorry, maybe you didn't want me to say that on the air, but I loved it. And I, don't, I, I was just like, well, that, way to capture it in one sentence, Kevin. I did appreciate that. Um, the <laughs> boots on the ground report from Kevin. But when you're out there having those conversations, are you feeling a shift? Is that a, like, to me, that was a positive comment. It was just hilarious. Really it stuck with me that you're seeing is Calgary showing up different on the global stage? Cause it's one thing to think what we think about ourselves. <laughs> you can't see the label when you're inside the bottle and we're in it and you're working hard <laughs> to change it with, with programs like avatar and what you're doing. But when you get out there on the world stage, is that start, is the message starting to get out there? <laughs> um, yeah, I, you know, it was interesting. I had uh, dinner with uh, the CEO of Saudi Arabia's new um, hydrogen company. And, um, uh, Lord Adair uh, Turner, uh, who runs the Energy Transition Commission in Europe. And um, it was really fascinating to see just the intrigue and interest uh, that they were having in something that Calgary was, was, was happening. And they were like, I've heard about Avatar, you know, how can we get more of it? How can we kind of scale it? And, you know, a lot of times I, um, you know, last year when I was a cop, I'd sort of have to break out my like, you know, wooden cross and, you know, garlic necklace when I would sort of <laughs> tell people I worked in, in oil and gas. And Got this it. year it was like, what are you guys doing? This is, this is amazing. Now, this is obviously from the, you know, very senior, smart business leaders and investments that the world community has, and yeah. sometimes not the the you know the uh, extremists that sometimes show up for of for, for conventions like that. But I would even say, if conventions like that, I yeah, I'll stick behind my line. They 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 seem to hate us a little bit less. <laughs> <laughs> it was a great. Is there and do you see any? And now we're getting into geopolitical like. Uh, Energy scarcity, we've got what's going on with Ukraine, Russia, we've got, you know, basically a cold winter potentially in Europe. Is that putting any of a different focus of like, hey, whoa, maybe let's not turn the taps off. Let's maybe focus on improving them. And I'm over, I'm way oversimplifying a very complex topic. Is that shifting even the perception of the need for energy and this, it's easy to talk about turning things down when you've got abundance, when you've got people now that can't keep their heat on. And I know that that's being dramatic a little bit, but I feel it's pushing the narrative and maybe a little bit of a different direction, but maybe I'm grasping as well. Well, one of the things, um, you know, I would say is that the rest of the world didn't live through the sort of pipeline wars that Canada li lived through. True. And so there's, when you speak with Europeans, it seemed like there wasn't as much of a sort of cognitive dissonance of like, oh, okay, yes, we're, you know, rapidly filling our natural gas storage tanks for the winter and, you know, want to build LNG import terminals while we also invest in uh, hydrogen import terminals. Like it didn't seem like they could, it seemed like they could just kind of hold those two thoughts in their head. And that would be my one kind of recommendation to to Canada, recognizing the the really difficult sort of seven years uh, this province went through on the energy file is, you know, much of the world has sort of just realized, okay, yes, we're, we massively need oil and gas right now. Let's respond, deliver it responsibly, but also let's, let's, let's invest in what that future is and of whatever that, that may be. And it seemed like a little bit less of a kind of, um, you know, political, political dance that sometimes we play in Canada. And I'm, optimistic will will be able to get there and i think today's development um you know with uh canada's leading energy producer uh investing in the technologies of, and the people of tomorrow i think that's the that's the type of story we need to be telling mm. well interesting the age old you know can you hold to what would 
arguably maybe be opposing ideas, and I don't think they are opposing in this case, in your mind simultaneously with equal weight and look at them both. Sometimes the truth, the sign of true intelligence or true perspective when you can do that. And we've reached such a polarizing, you know, when when marketing or rhetoric leads policy, it seems to, things can feel very dangerous very quickly because it loses balance. <laughs> here, here. Um, yes. No. <laughs> uh, let's make, chin, chin. Uh, cheers to that. We have a drink. We can yeah, cheers right now. Yeah, I don't know. What, what it would be fact-based policy decisions. I don't know. Like what a what a novel. Whoa, concept. whoa, 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 Kevin. <laughs> this is we're going to this this podcast is going off the rails now. <laughs> no, I appreciate the perspective and I love how you've put yourself out there as an individual and as a leader of this program to have these conversations and get this idea on people's radar of what's going on here and take the the, the depth of knowledge and the bench of not only funding, but expertise that we have and, and, and change the story a little bit. Cause I'm a marketer. It is all about narrative, right? And the reality sometimes is irrelevant if the narrative is running against you constantly. <laughs> yes. No, I, uh, I agree with you hundred percent. Like I think that the energy transition is the single largest economic opportunity that Calgary has for the future. And I think the oil and gas industry is uniquely positioned to deliver it. And of all of the things you say about Calgary, that is, from my experience, when I go travel abroad, the thing that is actually truly unique um, that our city is doing versus other jurisdictions. Um, and so let's carve out a lane and let's go win it. Oh, I love it. I love it. Hey, you, you said a word I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull on a little bit because I've had a few chats recently. Transition versus transformation. Yeah, it's uh, what is the more accurate? Uh, I know, I know. Word? I, I, I don't know. What I do know is that uh, almost exclu exclusively global capital markets are using the word transition. Okay. Um, and so when I say the word transition, I mean off emissions. I do not mean off oil. Um, and so mm, uh, thank you. That's a great clarification. There is a big distinction there. A transition off emissions is something we can all get behind. And, um, and, and so the reason we use that is, is global capital markets uh, are exclusively using the term transition. And so we want to be aligned with the aspirations and the markets of the world, and we want to go and deliver it. I really appreciate that. I, I love the little, like, uh, no one can not get behind off emissions as, as kind of a, a, a way to qualify that statement. And it was as I was having an interview with someone who worked in sustainability specifically. And we kind of got into this, like we played with words and it's fun when you play with them a little bit of why it's this and why it's that. But I do appreciate if, you know, you look at global capital markets and that's how they're communicating. Well, you want to speak the same language as, as some of your key stakeholders. <laughs> Simple. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Simple. Definitely. And I think it's also an opportunity for us to okay, are we actually talking, are we actually talking about reaching net zero or are we actually talking about a holy war? And those are two different conversations. And I want, well said, I want solutions. So, uh, yes, I, 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 I'll debate facts all day, but beliefs, Ooh, that's dangerous territory. Back to the holy war. concept. <laughs> My beliefs are right and yours are wrong. What? So, come again. Um, Hey, I ask this question sometimes on follow the money, but I thought I'd ask, give you, you got a magic wand in your hand. You're going to wave it. Uh, we're just going to start with Western Canada, but it's your magic wand. You can do whatever you want with it. What would you What would you change with the magic wand? Like do more of or less of or create? Hmm. Um, um, a, a six six months ago, I would have said risk capital, but obviously today with our announcements, um, I think we're 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 making a big impact on that. Um, today, I think it would be. Um, uh, 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 more people actually listening 
um, mm. as opposed to just speaking. And, and, and I think when you do that, you can find far bigger areas for collaboration um, than when you're just talking. And that the bridge between, um, you know, sometimes what this province wants or our industry wants and the rest of the country is, is not nearly as, as, as big as, as some would like you to believe. Uh, well, you went more philosophical on that one than I was expecting, Kevin. Well done. You got, you got me. I, lo- I love asking that question because I never know what I'm going to get in return. It's such a fun question. Oh, so amazing to talk to you. I love the energy. You and I can go at this for hours. And if anyone's just listening to this and, and learning about Avatar for the first time, what do you want to leave them with? Let's leave, let's leave them with some good talking points. Um, you know, there's an amazing program that's starting here in February. Uh, there's a number of scholarships that are available if you're not employed by one of the, the partners uh, in oh, the nice, program. Nice. And uh, go and register and uh, it might change your life. Uh, Avatar Innovations <laughs> done energy. Boom, mic drop, it's done. Kevin Krauser, thank you so much for the work you're doing in our city. I love it. Thanks for making the time to come on. I know you're having an event this afternoon. I'm going to try and swing by. If I, have, if I, if I can find a moment and some parking, I'll be, I'll be there. But uh, love our conversations, my friend, and keep up the good work. Thank you so much. Well, no, and Tyler, thank you for uh, your voice you're bringing uh, to the innovation community in Calgary. It's, uh, it's truly impressive. Uh, very cool, man. It's absolutely, I'm honored, I'm honored to have these conversations. Mm-hmm.